Okay, well, good morning and welcome everyone who's watching and following along with this edition of the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame's Hall Call Interview Series. As always, I'm Will Driscoll, the Executive Director of the Hall of Fame, and, and I'm thrilled to once again bring you this content platform, Hall Call. But before we get started, I'd like to, of course, thank our Hall Call and Hall of Fame partners, Priority Automotive, the City of Virginia Beach, Davcon Inc., Optima Health, White Claw Hard Seltzer, ESPN Radio 94.1, Hamilton's Realty, and Davis Business Appraisers. We are able to bring you programs like Hall Call because of them. So thank you to all of them. Well, today, Hall Call actually takes us to the racetrack where a new program, Track Heroes, is tackling mental wellness among military veteran and first responders through the power of speed. Many within these ranks suffer daily with conditions such as PTSD, anxiety, depression, and stress as they transition to civilian life. Luke Riker, who you see on your screen joining me, is a decorated Army veteran and founder of Track Heroes, a program that uses high-performance driver education events to improve the mental wellness outlook for this vital community. Luke, thanks for taking the time to join us today. Hey, thank you, Will, for having me. I really appreciate this opportunity. Absolutely. You know, you and I have talked offline about this program, and, and it was something that just really piqued my interest. And, and before we get started, we were just talking a couple minutes ago that September is Suicide Prevention Month. So this is as good a time as any to highlight programs such as this aimed at helping those fighting this and other mental wellness battles. But kind of just give us a little bit of background on Track Heroes and how you got drawn into this program. Thanks, Will. I appreciate that. Well, a um, little background myself, you know, like you said, I'm a, I'm a veteran. I was uh, an EOD bomb squad, did a couple tours of Iraq, Afghanistan, all those good things. And uh, after my uh, tour, I, uh, after my uh, my service, I uh, got out and became an instructor and went through the various, uh, you know, support that the VA has to offer for, you know, veterans like me. And, you know, for a number of years, you know, it did help a little bit. I did feel like I was getting a little bit better, but at some point I hit a, a brick wall, just wasn't feeling like I was making any more progress. Around that time, a friend introduced me to uh, events called high performance driver education events, where you get to take your own car on a real racetrack and they give you an in-car instructor with like a little radio attachment to your head. And that you get to drive these actual racetracks and learn the racing line, like the real racing line in your own car. It's some of the most fun I've ever had in my entire life. And uh, I started going to these events as often as I could afford to go to them. And I was feeling great. I was feeling like so much better than I was going through any of the other things before it. It was something to look forward to. Um, it, you know, made looking at cars will make a little bit more sense because, you know, I was never really a big, a big car guy of all things. Right. Um, and so as I started going to this, I was feeling significantly better. And I reached out to a friend of mine who was always talking about like, you know, mindfulness and being in the now. And I felt like I was no more in the now than I was when I was driving a car. I mean, it was, I was like right in the zone and everything was feeling great. And so I asked my friend, I'm like, Hey, is this, is this a kind of mindfulness? And what we discovered is that this is something a little bit different. You know, mindfulness is about, you know, just being in the now and blanking your mind. Well, track heroes, what we found is that um, as you engage in these high performance driver education events, you achieve a heightened state, kind of like a fight or flight kind of state. But instead of always being associated with negative things, it's associated with positive things. It's associated with learning. It's associated with being awesome, you know, and, and being great and achieving and, and rebuilding that, you know, the, the, the personal self self-confidence. Um, and what it ends up doing is it creates new neural pathways in your brain and it actually helps modify or lower the fight or flight chemicals in your brain over a certain period of time, which help veterans, you know, help achieve 
more control within their lives, help them um, become more uh, well-rounded and definitely an increased uh, uh, amount of uh, uh, increased mental state. I mean, that's, that's been the biggest thing. And, you know, we've only done, you know, we've, we've been around for a couple of years now. And um, even in that short amount of time, I've had some guys that I've served with or other veterans and first responders that I've, you know, had the, the, um, the, the fortune to meet uh, told me that like, you know, before this, these events, they had nothing to look forward to. They had nothing that that was really firing them up. You know, there was, um, you know, they were in dark places in some spots. And, you know, they said that in this, uh, this set, this, uh, this program saved their lives. At least that's what they told me. And so at this point, I feel like I'm playing with house money. I've, I've already helped people. And uh, I hope that uh, as more people learn about our program and more people want to support us, uh, we'll be able to give this kind of program to more veterans and first responders and hopefully save even more lives. Well, let, let's let's do that right now. Let, you know, we're going to talk a lot about the actual program, but you you mentioned the 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 transition back to civilian in life is very difficult um, yes. for first responders and veterans. Kind of talk about some of the issues that that you and your community do face, and and why a program like this is really important. So just kind of give us a look, walk us through like your transition, like how you got to this point, and how this program has been able to help you. Well, I was very fortunate when I when I got out, I was able to immediately transition from being an uh, EOD operator to be an instructor. So I went and taught. And so I was able to still be in the community in some way, even as a civilian, you know, as a professional, uh, you know, contractor for supporting that side. But for most guys, you know, when they get out, not only do they lose their purpose, because now they went from having a mission that had objectives and milestones and awards and uh, all the and recognition uh, in positions that, you know, of authority and respect where they, you know, where they felt like they had, they were doing something for the greater good, something more than themselves and, you know, a great network. But when you get out, I mean, the military boat doesn't stop. I mean, if you, if you get off the side of the boat, if you separate or whatever, you know, the mission keeps going. And so all those people that were significant portions of your life, well, they're already down the stream. They're already down the street. They're doing something different already. And so you find yourself alone in a lot of instances. Um, another thing is a lot of the jobs and networks that you create within the military are specific and unique to the military. So when that boat goes, you know, sometimes a lot of these guys find themselves just sitting on the couch with nothing to do, you know, with no, nothing to really moor themselves and to give themselves, you know, the, the, the positive, you know, feelings about themselves, the self-worth. They don't have that thing that gives them purpose. And so a lot of guys turn to alcohol or drugs or something along those lines, or maybe just bad habits or just doing bad, you know, making poor decisions. Um, and it's a real challenge. So that's why our program is not just for combat veterans. You know, we, we don't go and like rate like, oh, your, your service is better than this person's service or your trauma seems to be worse than someone else's trauma. You know, just serving, even either as a, a vet in the military and any of the different services or as a first responder, you know, everybody's trauma is different and everybody reacts to things differently. So we don't judge or try to rate or stratify, you know, your service. You know, our, our, our doors are open to anybody that, that meets those criteria. Do you have um, do you have any data on what percentage of the veteran and, and first responders community is dealing with some sort of mental wellness uh, issue or issues? Is that something that's available to you guys? I mean, we don't have those active numbers day to day, but I mean, it, it is a significant number. And, and some of the studies that we have found that just serving has uh, PTSD um, um uh, you have the possibility of developing PTSD just from the, the fact that you serve, like the mindset that you gain, the, the way that you look at stuff, you know, it, it affects the way that 
you process memories the way you process, you know, events. And so, um, you know, we, I've seen numbers as high as 70%. I mean, and, and back in like the Vietnam and the, the earlier years, you know, the, the prevalent prevalence of it seemed to be a little bit less, but I think it was just because the, the, you know, the environment there wasn't as open as, or accepting to, you know, PTSD or mental health issues. Um, I think that people are more accepting of it and there's less of a stigma associated with it. So we're seeing more people willing to self-identify and willing to go through the programs to, to help them hopefully get better. Yeah, I think that you just brought up a great point. The stigma is decreasing, but there is still a stigma out there. And so how, how important is it to create programs like Track Heroes or other similar um, programs that kind of provide that, that sense of self-worth and purpose to, to help the veteran and first responder community you know, move forward as they progress through life? It's absolutely vital. I mean, you, you, I mean, we're, I mean, I'm saying we, but I mean, it's, it's, you know, veterans are a proud group of people, you know, we're, we're a lot of us are mission oriented. We, we are very good at, you know, once you give us an objective of, of working as hard as we can, even to, you know, the, the sacrificing ourselves at times in order to get that mission accomplished. Um, so, you know, this having, having a purpose, having a group, having a team is, is something that a lot of these guys, I mean, that, that like they're, late teens, early 20 or all their twenties and their thirties. I mean, that's talk about the developmental part of your life. I mean, you, you have that, that camaraderie, you have that fellowship with brothers and sisters um, and not having that anymore. You know, it's a, it, it's a blow that a lot of, a lot of guys just can't guys and gals just can't deal with. Prior to your involvement with this program, what were you doing personally to kind of support your own, your fostering your own healthy atmosphere for your mental wellness? Well, I mean, you know, I, I was going to the VA. I mean, I was going through the programs that they were offering and I was being compliant both on, you know, going through all the event or all the, uh, the, the meetings and, you know, whatever medication they recommended. But, you know, at, at some point it just, it just wasn't, wasn't doing what I felt like it needed to do, you know? And so, so, so how then, how then did you get introduced to, you said that you were introduced to the racing program. How did you then make that, that jump into the car? Well, I mean, it was actually pretty cool. Uh, I mean, I, I dealt with uh, a friend of mine down the street that was uh, that worked at one of the dealerships. And one day he just called me up and said, hey, man, you got to come down to the dealership. And I thought I gave him an impossible task. I'm like, listen, man, because I got two kids, two amazing kids. I'm like, unless you got a four door car, that's manual transmission and fast as heck, I'm not going. He's like, dude, I have two. And he introduced me to the Subaru STI, which I had, I mean, I had never really considered a Subaru before that. Um, but he introduced it to me. I mean, it fit the family. It was awesome. And the, the thing really crushed it around the track. And in that same, uh, in that same meeting, he introduced me to uh, uh, his buddy named Rob. And Rob went to HPD events. And we signed up for one right then and there. I mean, right there while I was in the dealership. So, you know, it, it's, you know, this is not just me. This is took a team of people, of support structures, you know, you know both my, my friends at the, uh, at, at the dealership, then my family being supportive of it, then going out to the track and, and just the, the different car clubs that are out there, they're super supportive. I mean, I went there completely uh, as a newbie. Like I said, I'm not a car guy. I know how to, I know how to disarm bombs and I got my hands and all that stuff. But when it comes to like driving a car, people tell me all these letters and numbers and stuff about engines and stuff. I'm like, man, I'm sorry, I'm not there yet. But you know, they're, they're an amazing community of people that are super welcoming. They, they were uh, when above and beyond helping out. I mean, you'll see times where like a person's having car issues or they're looking for a tool. And like, there's like 20 hands that jump in and hand, Oh, here's the tool. Here's the thing. Like 
I had a car issue when one time I had to push my car before I got two feet. I had 20 hands pushing me down the street. So, you know, it, it's it's one of these things. I mean, you can just tell by my smile. I mean, it 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 changed. It 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 brought me back some of the 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 feelings of brotherhood and mission a little bit that that I had in the military. And uh, I really felt that if I was able to get more brothers and sisters, veterans and first responders introduced and into that community, that they would benefit the same way I did. And uh, so far, it's been very gratifying to see that. The feedback that we've been getting is that so far that's been the case. Mm -hmm. um, you know, we've been setting up our, our program right from the beginning to, to collect data. I mean, and, you know, we're still small and we're still working through, you know, the stuff to make it an official medical research type thing. But the numbers that we're getting so far have been phenomenal, like 40% decreases in anxiety, like 30% increase in better sleep, uh, significantly lower stress. That seems at least from the, 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 the numbers that we've been getting from the guy. So it's all self-reported that seems to last throughout the program. So, you know, it's, it's been great to see that, that the concept works and that guys are getting something out of it. And like I said, we're just looking forward to making sure that it gets out as far as it can. So your, your program is actually termed as high performance driver education. If, if you were to define high performance driver education, how would you define that term? Oh man, it's a lot of fun. And so, I, I mean, I'll, I'll give you an example. Like for instance, uh, in October, mid-October, we're going back to the Virginia International Raceway um, down, I think in Alton, Virginia. It's right at the border of Virginia and uh, North Carolina. It's one of the most beautiful tracks on the East Coast. And so you would show up, you would bring in your car, uh, you'd get yourself in a helmet um, and um, they, they would assign an instructor to you. And so you would go through a number of heats. They break you down by, by um, driver skill. Um, you know, green group being like first time guys, blue, a little bit more experience, you know, white group is the first group where you don't need an instructor in your car, then the red and then the black is the is the most advanced. That's where all your instructors and your, your racers go. And they break you the group of people into those five, those five categories. Uh, and each each group has a 20 to 30 minute runtime where they get to go on the track for 20 to 30 minutes at a time. Um, and they usually get four to five sessions a week or, or, or a day and two days of driving a minimum. So you're talking like four hours of driving as fast as your car can go with an in-car instructor learning that driving line. Uh, and in between driving sessions, uh, there's usually classrooms where they talk about, hey, this is turn one, here's your entry point, here's your breaking point, what are the things you learned, here's uh, you know the different flags. Um, and as you progress through the weekend, you know, your instructor, in-car instructor gives you different objectives to learn, different, you know, like, you know, this is the apex, here's your turning point, you know, let's see if you can hit those a little bit more consistently. Um, and as you progress, you know, you, you grow, go up into the different categories to once if you end up getting the black level group, you're, you're instructing other new guys and you're driving on the track by yourself, you know, passing. It's not racing. And that's the big thing. A lot of people think this is racing and like, oh, my car's going to get ruined and stuff. But this is straight up, you know, driver education. So passing is only in certain areas, like on straightaways, and they have to be done with a point by meaning the person in the front has to say, hey, pass me on the right or pass me on the left. And so it takes away a lot of the like, hey, this isn't door to door, um, you know, crashing stuff. It's, it's really a skill that you continue to, to develop. And as you develop, um, it, it just just adds another layer of, of capability. You don't even need a fast car. <laughs> Matter of fact, it's the, the slow cars that are really good in the corners that end up being the most fun because anybody could go straight, you know, fast, straight. But it's uh, learning the line, learning to turn in again, that momentum ride it. You get in the zone and it just feels good right here when it happens.
you know, it's funny. I was going to ask you what a day at the racetrack for Track Heroes looks like, but you kind of just described it more as a weekend and this immersive experience. And you've mentioned the word, you've mentioned the term sense of community and how important was it to create this immersive experience to provide that community to all of the attendees and participants? I mean, the community is one of the most important parts. I mean, you know, the driving is fun and everything, you know, but I mean, you can drive by yourself. Like, like when I first started, I was driving with some clubs that weren't really as friendly, um, but it wasn't until uh, a friend of mine that I, you know, after driving a few times, meeting a few events, uh, introduced me to the Porsche Club of America side. And I was surprised. I was like, oh, my God, these guys are so, like, friendly, like, so overwhelmingly, you know, uh, supportive of it. And, and it was at that point where I was really starting to feel that sense of community when I was feeling really feeling like that team, like, you know, you pull in, you know, one guy jumps in, throws the chocks around the tires, another guy throws the fan by the brakes, another guy pops the hood for you, high fives on the way out, hands you a water, and you talk about, oh, I was doing turn two, and I was doing all this stuff, and it was like, it was like when that kind of clicked in, that I was, that's, that's part of the that was one of the major steps to me wanting to share this with the rest of the community. Cause it was like, wow, this, this is where it is. So, you know, the driving is very important, but you know, it didn't even click for me until the community part, you know, really set in. Well, one of the, one of the main reasons why you and I started talking about this uh, a few weeks ago, maybe even a few months ago is the fact that it does have a connection to Virginia because you, you mentioned that you're hosting an upcoming event at Virginia international raceway. And, for, for those who don't know, you might be living under a rock, but Virginia has a very, very large active duty and veteran community. Yeah. Was that part of the reasoning for using a track like VIR as part of this program? Because you know that you have that close-knit community that you could also do easy outreach to. Yeah, I mean, that was a big thing. I mean, you know, finding a community or a, an area that's dense with veterans always helps. You know, we're small right now. We don't really have as much of a, of a following. We're still working on that. And so a lot of times, you know, we have to, in order to find volunteers or find people to participate, you know, we have to hit, you know, dense areas so that our, our messaging actually hits them. So, you know, Virginia being that, I mean, I was stationed in Virginia for five years back in the late 90s, early 2000s. Um, when 9-11 hit, I was at Langley Air Force Base. And so, um, you know, I, I do have a connection with Virginia. Um, but I'll just say that VIR is just an amazing track. I mean, there's, I would, I, I, if you were to ask anybody who hits the circuits, VIR has to be, it's always on the top of everybody's list when it comes to uh, tracks on the East Coast. So, you know, it's a combination of the veterans being there, but also just having an amazing facility, an amazing racetrack with amazing staff. I mean, there's, uh, um, there's a couple of race teams out there, like the Hardpoint Racing Team run by Rob Ferriel. He's a veteran too. I mean, he served around the same time I had. So, and his race shop is right there on VIR. So, Whenever we go out there, he opens up his doors and, you know, lets the veterans poke around his racetrack uh, or his race shop and look at his cars. And, you know, there's even another uh, another group out there uh, uh, racing for heroes, you know, with uh, with Mike Evok and his guys they are out there at VIR, too. So, you know, not only is it a great community of, of veterans already on site, but, you know, VIR is just an amazing facility and there's some great resources and people already on site. So it's it's been a. Um, uh, it's almost a no-brainer. It just there's just you know the, the 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 gravity of that track just keeps on pulling us back there. And like I said, we're going back there on October 15th and 16th with the uh, the first settler region mm -hmm. uh, and Scott Hoffman and those boys. And it's uh, we always have a blast. Our guys always have a great time. Yeah, the, the team and the community out around Virginia International Raceway is very good and obviously one of the great venues here in Virginia. Um, but kind of Absolutely. getting back to something you mentioned a little bit earlier. Th this is obviously great to. For, to build camaraderie. It's a great event and a great program to help build that sense of community. But 
you guys are also trying to create data to, to show this as, as it's listed on your website as an alternative pathway forward. Correct. And we also want to say it's not... It, what sort we, of data well, are you seeing that supports, that supports this idea of, of, a, of the high-speed performance education? Well, I mean, so far, what we have is an autonomic function, function inventory. That's what we do where we kind of ask the guys to rate, you know, how they are in a sliding scale left to right, you know, very anxious, super calm, and, you know, basically a sliding scale. And we have a number of things that we ask on that. Um, and based on the data that we've gotten so far, I mentioned a little bit earlier, I mean, like quantifiably 44% decrease in anxiety, quantifiable 44% decrease in stress and in, uh, anxiety and, you know, and, uh, you know, 25% better sleep, these guys were, were, were reporting. So, I mean, the data we've collected so far has all been pointing very positively and using, using our, 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 our data collection, you know, uh, uh, methodologies right now. Um, we're looking to expand that, you know, as we get bigger, we want to expand, you know, to include wearables. Um, we're looking at potentially developing an app so the guys could actually report a little bit more efficiently instead of, you know, right now we're doing a lot of, uh, um, paper, email, you know, that kind of stuff to kind of collect the data and, and do our interviews. So, you know, we have other ways that we're looking to expand and we're hoping to be able to collect data a little bit more efficiently. But, you know, right now the, the inventories that we have, because our, our program actually is a, a five month program. Um, they start off with the, uh, there's a, an event or a, a, the BMW Performance Center in Spartanburg, South Carolina. They have a, an M school where they provide, you know, vehicles and cars, I mean, vehicles and cars, yeah, vehicles and instructors on a closed track, you know, with an, an amazing catered lunch that's uh, out there. And uh, we work with them. We, we approached them um, a couple of years back because uh, one of our li limitations is that on HPDE, you got to provide your own vehicle. Well, that's a limitation for a lot of guys that they can't overcome. And so we're still working around trying to find ways to, to increase access for other guys. But at BMW, they provide everything. And so we start them off, we, we take the 10 to 12 guys, depending on how, how big a class, how much, uh, you know, how much funding we're able to receive um, and put them through that, that class. And it's the same car, same track, same instructor, same time. And so it eliminates a lot of the variables, you know, so it allows us to collect a lot more clean uh, information, clean, clean data on what these guys are experiencing and what their, their responses are to it. And at the end of that event, we kind of read them into the, the neuroscience part of our adaptive control program, where we talk about you know, why exactly we chose racing, why we chose the events we chose, you know, why do they feel certain things that they're feeling? And we explain to them the chemicals in their brain. And we need a kind of a quiet, closed place to go through it because it's, it gets pretty sciencey for a little while. Um, and then after that, what we do is for the next four or five months, depending on, you know, when the, the, the class is, we have every month, we have a, another uh, video conference where we go a little bit more in depth into the, the brain science of it. Uh, we also ask them, you know, any experiences that they may have had. It's not group therapy, but it's more along the lines of like expanding and building on the, the information that we gave them at BMW. But they also, through our, our partnership and coordination with uh, those race clubs, we've been provided, you know, seven or eight like <laughs> locations, seven or eight different events where these, these guys have offered, you know, six to seven slots to these events for free for us. And so we take those guys and then we sprinkle them throughout all the, uh, the donated HPDE events. And as they go through those events, we, we take their more readings. We take, you know, how are they feeling before and after? How are they feeling as they progress through the program? So in totality, the program, they start off with that, that BMW event where they get, you know, right into the program. They get their basic driving skills so they have confidence on the track. And we introduce them to the brain science. Then four to five webinar events where we build on the brain science. And hopefully at least one HPDE event 
uh, in the next five months, all followed by a graduation where we, you know, ask them how they're doing at the end, you know, anything that they learned. And of course, critiques to see how we can improve our product because we are constantly looking to improve. What are you hearing? Uh, give, give us some, an idea of some of the testimonials you're hearing from some of the people who've gone through the whole process. I mean, so far, I mean, it's just been overwhelmingly positive. I mean, every single guy that's gone and gal that's gone through this event, you know, have become advocates for us. They've, they've gone back into their communities or where they came from and, you know, started actively pushing track heroes, starting to do fundraisers on their own. Um, right now, since we are kind of small, we're, we're pulling from communities from all over the country. You know, we had guys from New Mexico and Pennsylvania and Florida and, and Georgia all over the place. And these guys are coming in and coming to our events and, and congregating and, you know, meeting, making, new, making new friends. But our eventual goal is to kind of regionalize ourselves so that, you know, let's just say, you know, uh, the Southeast region, let's just pick our, I mean, our, I'm, I'm in Carolina, the South Carolina area. So let's just say, you know, we have our region, you know, we're able to fundraise and gather enough funding at our location to uh, sponsor our own BMW event, which is the kickoff event for a whole session of adaptive control. And then we pull from our own community, 10 to 12 guys to go to the event. Now those guys go to the event, come back to our region, go to HPDE events around our region. And, you know, we're able to create a close group of guys and gals that, you know, can support each other. Cause right now everyone's kind of diffused throughout the country. So, you know, our eventual goal is to regionalize so that, you know, guys and gals can have, you know, friends close by guys and gals that have, um, you know, the same shared passions and interests and, you know, hopefully building a little community and maybe a support structure for, for people that maybe don't aren't fortunate enough to have them. It's, it's wonderful to hear. And that, that actually kind of led me into, uh, you actually answered my next question about where, where do you see this growing? How do you want this to grow? But that, you know, hearing that you want to make it regional and almost a nationwide type deal where this, things are happening all over the country, I think it would be a wonderful asset for the military and uh, veteran first responder community. But what have you learned throughout this process? <laughs> well, uh, I'll tell you that, you know, I've learned that, um, that the veteran community is an amazing community of guys and gals that are just looking for help. Uh, I've, I've learned that the, the racing and the, the, the racing community and the, the car enthusiast community is incredibly supportive of veterans and first responders. And, and, you know, that's, that's just been across the board. Um, I've also learned that smooth is faster than crazy. Um, and so being smooth is, is much more preferable. Uh, it's definitely helped me calm down some of my more intense feelings. Uh, so, you know, that's definitely something I, I've taken away and, uh, you know, I mean, some even just some of the skills I've learned. I mean, I, I don't know if any of you guys out there listening, if you've been on these events or been through track events or something like that, you know, after you've gone through enough times, you could close your eyes and drive around the track. And that seems kind of like a, a performance thing. But what it ends up doing, it ends up it being a very powerful meditation. Um, I, I've, I've had, you know, sometimes I get a little claustrophobia, have some issues with that. Um, I close my eyes. I drive around VIR a couple times and I'm, <laughs> I'm snoozing. I'm having, a, I'm completely relaxed. And so, you know, that, that's a skill that I've definitely learned through this. And I hope to share that, but you know, the, the biggest thing is just how much support there is for veterans, how much support both, you know, in the sports and in the, the racing sports and the, um, even in the tracks side, you know, communities, they're just wide open arms. You know, as soon as I start talking about the program and explaining what we do and the people we serve, it's like, how can we help how can we get involved with you guys? So um, it's been incredibly gratifying and humbling, to be honest. That's wonderful. And, you know, just going to get you out of here with one last question, but kind of a two-parter. First, how can people help? And two, if somebody is struggling 
and they want to learn more about this program and participate in the program, how can they go about doing that? Well, the answer to both those questions is going to our website. It's uh, trackheroes.org, and that's H-E-R-O-E-S.org. Um, on that site, there's uh, registration buttons for you could uh, register for the different events. There's a contact us button. You know, we're not, you know, psychiatrists and stuff like that, you know, so, so this, if you have a serious mental health issue or if you're in a serious uh, mental health crisis, please go contact, you know, your, your crisis helplines. Those are the places to go. They have experts that are there to, to help support you and get you through your time of need. But I'll just tell you that there's light at the end of this tunnel. I mean, it doesn't matter how dark it may seem, you know, you could always go on the track. You could always, you know, there, there are people out there. And even if you feel like you're alone, I guarantee you, you know, there's somebody out there looking to get in, looking to get into your life and, and help you out. So um, I, I'd say that, you know, that definitely, you know, the, the helping us out. If you're, I mean, if you're a veteran and you're, you're looking for help, looking for, you know, that I definitely go hit that route. But if you want to get involved in our track day events, like I said, hit our website, uh, we're also active on Instagram where we, you know, put a lot of cool videos and any of the different things that we do. Um, and if you want to support us, I mean, we're always looking for donors and sponsors. We're always looking for uh, people that may be already in the race community. If they have, they have a car, if they're sponsored or whatnot, we've had a number of racers already put like our stickers on their car, which has been incredible to see, you know, seeing a track hero sticker on, on, you know, real race cars. You know, that's a, it's just, again, very humbling and, and it's uh, it's amazing. So um, you can reach out to us. There's donate buttons on there. You can reach out to us. You know, if you if you feel like you have a resource or an asset, maybe if you're a, a race club and you have an HPD event that you're you're sponsoring or hosting, and maybe you'd like to provide some free slots to us, you can reach out to us that way. Um, you know, at this point, we're new. You know, the network, the the access, the uh, people knowing about us. That's that's the biggest thing to help us with is is just helping get the word out. So. And Oh, sorry, go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, I was that's it. One, I more, mean... what, one more time, though, about the, the event at Virginia International Raceway. When is that? That is October 15th and 16th of, uh, uh, of this year, 2022, uh, at the Virginia International Raceway with the Porsche Club of America First Settler Region. So if you guys can make it out there, we'd love to see you. We have, uh, we'll have our tents up. We'll have at least five, maybe up to 10 to 15 veterans out there, all uh, ridden to our program, all out there to have a good time. And some camaraderie and some healing and some fellowship. So, you know, if you're out there or if you're in the area, come, come check us out. And if you're planning on attending the event, please swing by the tent, you know, come hang out with us. You know, we're, um, we're always about expanding our network and, and meeting new people. Luke, this has been a great conversation. Uh, the, the work you're doing is amazing. And, and again, September is suicide prevention month. So every little bit counts in helping not just veterans, not just military and first responders, but everybody who's dealing with mental wellness issues, please, you know, do what you can and, and just pay attention, listen. And, and if you can offer help, help. And Luke, uh, your program is doing exactly what you intended it to do. And, and we, we love learning about it and catching up with you today. So thank you for joining us. Hey, thank you, Will, for the opportunity. Like I said, man, you know, this is, uh, this has been wonderful. And uh, I really appreciate this uh, and the time that you took to talk to us. Well, great. Well, thank you. And for more information, once again, on Track Heroes, it's event programs and research. Be sure to visit trackheroes.org. Follow them on Facebook and Instagram. I'd like to thank everybody who tuned in. As always, thank you to all of our partners, Priority Automotive, City of Virginia Beach, DAVCON, Optima Health, ESPN Radio 94.1, and Davis Business Appraisers. Stay tuned for updates on future Hall Calls by following the Hall of Fame on social media, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, all at VA Sports HOF. Once again, I'm Will Driscoll with the Virginia Sports Hall of Fame. Whatever you do, participate, don't spectate, and we'll see you next time.